You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click donate. The good news is that all of this matters to the God of uh, the Jesus story. If you've been rejected by others, your voice is centered in God's just future. Those who have been rejected in unjust social structures are the cornerstones of the human community the Jesus story is announcing. Welcome to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 348. Our title is A Community of the rejected. In Matthew's gospel, in Matthew 21, 42, Jesus says, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Jesus has been uh, telling a series of parables in Matthew 21 about rejection, and those parables would have been meaningful to the Jewish community that he was speaking to. Here's another example in Matthew 21, verse 28 through 32. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I will go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? So rejection was a familiar theme for early followers of Jesus. Jesus lived and, and ministered in solidarity with and 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 in defense of, of people his society socially rejected. His choice to call for change within his community was at the heart of why the elite and the privileged also rejected him. Our original passage, again, it comes from Matthew 21, and here's the whole context. This is Matthew 21, 33 through 46. It says, listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, but put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenants seized his slaves and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He said to him, he will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, have you ever read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, which was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who stumbles over this stone will be broken to pieces, and it will crush anyone on whom it falls. Now, the phrase that always speaks to me in this story is our passage this week. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This passage 
it has a long uh, history of anti-Semitic Christian interpretations. And, and I believe early Jewish Jesus followers, they struggled with the elite of their own society and their rejection of Jesus. But today, we have to reject interpretations of these passages that harm our Jewish siblings. How we claim uh, to, to, to relate to them uh, says volumes. And the question we have to wrestle with this week is how can we reclaim these stories in ways that today are life-giving and life-giving for everyone? So, so let's start with this phrase. Again, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Many human societies have been built on rejecting or scapegoating an individual or a, 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 or a group of, of victims. And human society, frequently, the, the, these societies, they, they unify uh, uh, by joining together against a common group to be afraid of. Uh, then they accuse that group of being responsible for society's stresses and conflicts. It's the age-old us versus them. And when this social dynamic is active, rejecting a stone, quote-unquote, becomes the cornerstone of society. And these communities, uh, the history of these communities, uh, the, the, the legends of these communities, the, the myths, uh, say that their deities also are always on the side of those who are doing the rejecting. And often the gods are the very ones demanding that the victim be sacrificed or rejected by the larger community. The Jesus story turns this dynamic upside down. Jesus and the community that formed around Jesus' teachings and their God are the ones being rejected. Not the ones doing the rejection, but the ones being rejected. And the victims in this story, they're innocent. You can find that in John eleven fifty. 50. In the Jesus story, we're seeing this social dynamic from the perspective of, of the person or the group that is feared and that society has united against to to have removed. And this is how, uh, in our story, the stone that the builders rejected becomes the cornerstone. We begin to see that our deities are not demanding the rejection of those we fear, but God actually stands with those that we are rejecting. Jesus, who's the central figure of this story, is the one being feared and rejected by the privileged and the elite. And he isn't leading the community in their rejection of someone else. And this change of perspective, it has the potential to help us begin to form new ways of shaping human communities. It has the potential to, to give birth to humans who root their communities in equity and justice and inclusion and love and compassion and, and most importantly, safety, especially for those who are marginalized and rejected. And every time a community chooses to center the voices of those they once expelled, they're demonstrating this new way. And maybe others have chosen to reject you. Perhaps you aren't educated. Maybe you don't have the privileged skin color. Maybe you aren't included because you, you don't have the privileged anatomy and physiology. Uh, possibly you don't belong to the approved income bracket. Perhaps you're not from around here, or, or maybe you don't even have the correct socially constructed gender, gender identity or, and or expression. Maybe you don't fit in with heterosexist society because of whom you are or whom you love. The good news is that all of this matters to the God of uh, the Jesus story. If you've been rejected by 
by others, your voice is centered in God's just future. Those who have been rejected in unjust social structures are the cornerstones of the human community the Jesus story is announcing. And your rejection, it uniquely qualifies you in shaping a human community that rejects the fear and rejection of those deemed different or or other. Whether your rejection has been social, political, economic, or religious, you can choose to allow your own rejection to transform you into being among... uh, those who are the last people on the planet to treat others the way that you've been treated. And later, the Christian community reflected on these words. As you come to him, this is 1 Peter 2, 4. It says, as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. The author refers to to Jesus as the primary living stone here that's been rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious. But the fact that that phrase, those two words, you also, are referred to here as, as living stones, stones too means that even though you have also been rejected by humans, you are chosen by God and you are precious. So we have to ask, have others uh, 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 feared and rejected you? If so, you are chosen. You are precious. You are valuable. You are of inestimable worth. Another iteration of our present world is possible where where people who are different are no longer feared and rejected, but they are included and, and even centered. So how does your own experience of uh, others fearing and rejecting you inform how you treat others? Does it make you want to respond in kind due to them what they've done to you? Or does that make you want to be more life-giving, a more inclusive kind of human being? As Jesus followers, we can reclaim these Jesus narratives to encourage each other and to, to give us pause when we see the tendency to fear and reject someone else simply because they're different. And we can reclaim them so that they can reshape us into humans who use our experiences to inform our actions, to to reshape our world into a safe home uh, for everyone, a world of mercy rather than sacrificing uh, of the innocence. So so, uh, this week, uh, we have the choice every day to see that the stones rejected by others, maybe also even by us, Uh, become cornerstones of a society where we all don't merely survive, but we also thrive. Again, this passage, the stone that the builders rejected has become the the cornerstone. There's two ways for this to work. Either you can be the community that's doing the rejecting, or you can be the ones, uh, a community that's centered around a a stone that's been rejected. So heart group application this week, we at Renewed Heart Ministries, we are continuing. COVID-19 is setting record numbers in this pandemic every day now. And we're continuing to ask all of our heart groups not to meet together physically at this time. Uh, Again, we're encouraging you to stay virtually connected with one another. um, That when you do come together, do it in a way that where you can practice that physical distancing. When you go out, remember to keep a six foot distance from others, wear your mask, keep washing your hands. Uh, We can, it's been, science has told us we can slow down the spread of this virus if we take action. So this is also 
a time, remember, where we can practice the, the resource sharing and the mutual aid that's found in the Gospels and make sure that others in your group have what they need too. This is a time, remember, to work together and to prioritize the most vulnerable in our societies. Number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, in what ways have you experienced rejection in your own life and share an experience with your heart group? And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today, right where you are. Keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working towards justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.